woke up in a lucid dream. Now we're hunting for the shards. We might be an oddball team, but at least we've got no bards. World I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of Worldwalkers. In our last episode, the group had finally made it to their destination. At long last, it seems as though their time on COG is coming to an end. All they have to do is make it through the fields of the Forgotten, where the broken corpses of hundreds of forge lie scattered throughout the plains. We join the group now as they decide how best to enter. So last we left off, you had just been dropped off in front, um, well, maybe like a, I think a half hour was what we said. If not, if a half hour is cool, that's what we'll say now. A half hour away from the Fields of the Forgotten, Ertleby uh, stirs awake. What? (laughs) (laughs) Well, so Um, we had actually, we had gotten, we said that we, we squeezed in sleep, right? We were able to like sleep almost two days. We were fine. Um, I think yeah, that's what that was the plan was to go ahead and sleep. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I thought we we did. Uh, we I gotta did. check for something real quick, but yeah, that should be fine. <laughs> um, how many days are you sleeping? Uh, um, well, let's let's first shoot for eight hours each, and then we'll we'll go from there. Okay, so the first night goes without incident. You want to sleep again? Oh sh. Mm. Oh. <laughs> well, how how exhausted are we? Because we want to get fully rested. Before. I assume you want to get fully rested. Yeah, you have all I your think hit we, points I think back. we have to risk it. Yeah, there's right. nobody around, right? Yeah. <laughs> there's like oh, a school bus it's full like... of children have come to the killing fields. <laughs> 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 it's like what? All right. That's just like the class trip. Time to learn about our grim history. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we're gonna have to have to sleep fully, otherwise we can't go into this field of death um, without it. Yep. The second night yep. uh, goes by without incident as well. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are we going in? Are we going in? Are we going yeah. in? Tig yeah, links arms so. with with uh, uh, with whoever's closest to her. Probably Roborto or Ertlebee or something. Well, then, then, it's, then it's it's inspirational speech time. Um, oh, everyone, yeah. including Tompkins and uh, Vasa, she's still on the high of how they've managed to save a lot of money, and a lot of time crossing over, but mostly just how much amazing amount of money they save. So she's like, "Yes." Yeah. So I think our luck's turning around, and I know this is a field of death awaiting us, but it will not be our deaths because we're doing good. And I plan to live a long life and look back on this memory of how much money that we've swindled that city out of. And yeah, it wouldn't. Yeah, we'll we'll do great. So everybody gets um plus four plus five. So everybody gets plus nine health. Ooh. We're with you, Vasa. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> yeah. We should know. Um. Uh, Brummelstone would remind Roberto to now put on his necklace. <laughs> Of the magic. Oh yes, that's probably. Oh yeah, important. everybody put on your necklace. Oh, and um, Vasa would would uh, inform Ertleby that the necklaces protect protect um, 
the, the, the suppression of magic, so we have to give the third one to Brummelstone, but that does mean that Ertleby's magic won't be effective once we get into this, the field, theoretically. And your Ertleby. bracers might not work, so... What yeah. are bracers? The Ertleby's. Your, your, your yeah. Oh, no, I'm going to be weak? Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, you know, I can handle this. But you know, uh, you, could, you could let Brummelstone wear them if you wanted to. <laughs> it would take an hour of uh of well if we went three days sleeping surely in that mix it would be like we could yeah we could have do you want to do you want to all right this will give me a minus one for strength but right. <laughs> I, I, if i'm gonna be there anyway i might as well give it to and you're gonna enter the brummel brawl yeah all right let's do it I imagine she's like carved her initials on them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the problem it says, solver. Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> if found, return to. Ew. <laughs> After getting a much needed rest, um, shuffling the magical items around so that now you are looking at a pretty beefed up uh, <laughs> Brummelstone. He's more shoulders than man now. <laughs> Uh, yes. <laughs> he's officially wider than he is tall now. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just beard, just a beard with beard arms. and brawn. Yeah, beard and brawn. Got it all now. Name of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I just I want to see that as like a logo. Like it's just like this really cool silhouette of Brummelstone. It's like beard and brawn. So you begin moving forward towards the fields of the forgotten. Is you're about probably about a half hour away. Eventually, you've gathered your stuff together, you're ready to move forward, and before you lie the fields of the Forgotten. For some of you, what you see scattered about the rolling plains are what look to be giant suits of armor stuck in various poses of defeat. Some of the armor has fallen apart, it seems, and far off in the distance you can see the small frame of a cave. It appears that your time on the world of Cog is almost at an end. For Roberto and Tin, however, you take the scene somewhat differently. Scattered about this desolate field are the corpses of the forged who lost their lives in a war they never asked to be a part of. Their husks have been torn asunder, their bodies desecrated and harvested for unspeakable purposes. The bodies of the forged are frozen in suffering. They must have only had a moment's notice that the very essence of their existence was about to be suddenly eviscerated. One questions whether they had enough time to fear the destruction of their very existence. The, is there anything we know about this field or its monsters? Like, are they triggered by movement? Are they triggered by sound? Are they simply awake and patrolling? Do the flowers scream when you step on them? <laughs> Those are pieces of information Holy. that you didn't obtain from either the captain or uh, anyone else you spoke to. No one really seemed to have specifics about the way that the fields operated, just more... Um, kind of horror stories about not wanting to ever get near them did you say flower screaming like yeah like, vasa threw that one in i don't because <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean I, now i have a new fear well i'm thinking that like look we're only half an hour away from the cave if we were to take a more roundabout sneaky way in the beginning just to like try to avoid i should clear the- that up i you're a, you were about a halfway Oh, half an hour away from the fields, but you didn't want to be dropped in the oh, middle of the, the fields. fields. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fine. Fine. What does Tin know about the flowers again? Or Nothing. I mean, to be honest, I don't think anything that is going to, like, change the game. It was more like those flowers were kind of your clue to figure out more. Like, they kind of gave you the ability to make some some uh, some checks. 
uh, Tin would uh, pick one up and hand it to ask Ertleby to press it in her book and try it. <laughs> so you're walking into the fields now? Oh. Well. <laughs> but she's. Well, we have to go to the field anyway. Yeah. We have to go to the field anyway. Yeah, sure. I'm she... just saying that, like, as we get closer to it, what if we tried. Well, let's first, um, while Erdelby has her magic, since she's not going to use it the entire time in the field, let's cast Sneakiness and sneak our way half an hour towards the edge of the field. And then from the field in, I say we still try to sneak. Like if we see a forge body, we, we circle around its back or something, or maybe like go kind of roundabout. Because I would rather take longer to get to the cave than just spark all like hell at the edge of the field before we even get anywhere into it. I, so yeah, so right now, are, I think right now, are we currently at the edge of at the field? No, we're half an hour away. Well, yeah, yeah, half hour away, yeah. Okay. Sorry, dog. Um. Well, okay. Like, where the dog, or there was a dog? No, I was like, just sorry, dog. dog sorry, dog. <laughs> sorry, dog. Oh, man, dog. Oh, man, player. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, let's. Yeah, I guess it'd be safe to sneak towards the field too. Tin or once, do we know once we get to the field, like when we get to the edge of the field, how far from the edge of the field to the caverns it is? I thought it was pretty. They're kind of the cave was kind of in the middle of the field, so you're not quite sure how long it's going to take. I mean, you can see it far off in the distance, so you're going to get there before like nightfall. Um. Thought, what if we actually give Ertleby the third necklace to wear for the sneaking magic as long as we can, and the moment that fails, we switch the necklace over to Brummelstone for fighting? I'm in. Would it take another hour for her to get readjusted to that? It doesn't take any, to- any sort of attunement for those necklaces to work. No, for the... Oh, never mind. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've been playing Breath of the Wild on my friend's Nintendo Switch, and that game is all <gasps> about sneaking and survival. So, so experience um, points. Yeah, Voss's Voss's <laughs> wisdom here about sneaking as much as we can is extra resonating with me right now because I've died so many times to so many Lizfalos. <laughs> so you're saying uh, you're really good at sneaking. Uh, I'm working on it. <laughs> I just I I've totally imagined Ertl be saying that in universe, and we're just like, "What's a Nintendo Switch?" Yes, I've been playing. It's a great <laughs> game. My favorite like, is when I get to be dressed up as a Gerudo. Oh, oh, uh, okay, Grandma. Okay. Yeah. So we keep Ertl B and Rumblestone very close together, so that the moment <laughs> combat initiates. The very first action is to make sure that the necklace gets on Bromostone. But ideally, the sneaking can get us as deep in as possible without encountering something nasty. I think uh, this is a good plan, but I demand that I get back into my baby Bjorn and, like, strapped to Bromostone <laughs> instead no of a Bjorn. <laughs> What? There was never baby Bjorn. You guys put her in a sand, uh, sand blanket. We have buried her. Well, like she's gonna, she's, she might even just die in there, and it's convenient. Like, kill two birds. All right. Stuff. Well, it'll be. We'll like tie her, tie her cloak around Brummelstone so she can just be carried by him. Because <laughs> he's you beefy actually just, now. You can just sit in my beard. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a That's a strong, strong visual. 
All right. Yeah, actually, she'll like nestle into his beard, (laughs) her little head popping out. And that way she's in position. She'll just like reach up to put the necklace on him when it's time. (laughs) Sound good? (laughs) Everyone gets plus uh, plus 10 to sneak. (laughs) All right. Uh, Bromosun, are you actually carrying her in your arms? I need to know that for certain reasons. Yeah. Grumblesome will try until like about 15 minutes when he's like, all right, Grandma, you really got to walk. <laughs> <laughs> but your beard. It's, it's very it's, well. Okay. Good for my hips. <laughs> um, you pick up Ertlebeam uh, and you all start to march into the field of the forgotten. Sneakily. Sneakily. Once you kind of pass like the first like scattering of those flowers... Mm-hmm. Suddenly, you watch as Brummelstone becomes smaller and smaller, and becomes much, much weaker. And now I need to make a strength check to not drop Ertleby. There goes my beefiness. Twelve. Yeah, it's good enough for now. But like, it's a struggle. Like you're, <laughs> you're holding her up. The gauntlets have shrunken down and kind of lost a bit of their uh, coloring. They look old and weathered now. When Tompkins walks in, his shield just all of the color kind of drains and fades, and it looks like he's holding just an old steel shield. Um, anyone that's not wearing a necklace, if you have magical items, those magical items are shut down now. Um, Vasa is good. Vasa believes in analog and stick shift and gasoline. <laughs> She's not all about you like eco-friendly, like hybrid things. No, freaking hippies. Um, what's particularly um, distressing for Brummelstone is you watch. Uh, you you look into your pouch and you watch as your orb starts to fade. Brummelstone does not like this, but he <laughs> thinks that like the sneaking plan is a solid plan, and if it gets him just a little bit closer, then he he may just have, you know he's lived life without magic before. You know he can return to it if if necessary. No, no. <laughs> so he does not, but you know he doesn't like it. Yeah, but your ability to, ability to look into the past is gone right now. How you've you, well, you've used you know the orb in the past to kind of like pull up kind of memories of your village and things, yeah. and you're going to travel without those uh, while you're here. Uh, can everyone give me their stealth checks uh, modified? This is unnecessary emotional information. I would just like to say, doesn't <laughs> contribute to the movement. It's necessary forward. to me. It's necessary to me, Jade. <laughs> <laughs> it's plus ten, right? Yep. Yes. All right. So I got a twenty-seven. I got a thirty. 20. 25. 26. All right, let's see. 15. Because you're me. I'm like refusing to let go, and I'm like sliding it's... down your body. Oh, that's right. Well, Ertleby can't add to the stealth because she's being carried. Like, your score no. can't be added Ertleby to the... Ertleby got dropped. Ertleby... Yeah, it was like 15 minutes in, right? Was yeah. No, like, I'm, it's, okay. it's, no we're, it's before that, because this is happening pretty fast. Um... Oh, no, you can't. Brummelstone only got so high because or low because uh, he's like weeping, both in pain for not being able to remember, and because Ertleby is heavier than he anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those dad grunts when they have to like move something heavy. That like. Ugh. All right, give me the scores one more time. Twenty-seven. Okay. Fifteen. Twenty-six. Twenty-six. Twenty-five. Fifth. 30. 
And then um, anyone that wants to um, can give me uh, active perception, or they can rely off their passive. Ooh. Well, um, seeing as how everything looks good to ten, my passive is sixteen. I'll go with that. Yeah, I'll take passive. I'll take passive, um, Pedro, for two hundred. <laughs> I'm gonna try active perception. <gasps> I got what is this? Nine twenty-three. Most of you got uh, high enough. Actually, you. <clears throat> as you walk towards a collection of forge that it has... We're not walking towards it, we're circling around it, we're giving it a respectful berth. So let me read it. The fields are filled and scattered with the bodies of the forge. So you're, are you circling the entire perimeter until you well, find I'm like Well, I'm saying a- that like if we had a forge there and we had a forge there, we're directly, we're choosing the path that's directly equidistant from both of them. You know, like it's you like the magnets. The I'm just- okay, I'm just saying that we are not going any closer to these forged bodies than we absolutely have to. Welcome to right. World Walkers. In this episode, we take four steps. <laughs> As you navigate, well, faster than usual, um, in the correct and most optimized path. Exactly. Optimized path. <laughs> um, you, you, they don't notice you, but you notice um, two piles of mechanical debris. To the naked eye, they would seem like they're just rubbish. But as you walk by, they kind of shift, but don't seem to notice you. Because we took an optimized path away from them. What? <laughs> You're not sure what they were, but you navigate past them without any real effort. And they don't seem to notice you at all. So you continue going forward. Uh, The frozen bodies of the forge tower over you. Um, At different times, you find it optimal to kind of hide beneath their shadows to move around as you see your passive perceptions are good enough to kind of detect other moments when you should be wary. And... You are pretty confident that you've avoided a few different conflicts through a combination of smart pathing and the use of Pass Without Trace. And that takes you a little while in there, and then you can feel the spell kind of uh, fade off of you, Ertleby. Oh, fiddlesticks. Can you cast cast it again? again? Yes. Boink, boink, boink. (laughs) (laughs) Shields up (laughs) Alright everyone give me new checks This is how I survived all of Skyrim guys (laughs) Level 1 Stealth archers I got a 25 I got a 17 I got a 19 I got a 13 Plus 10 is a 13 I rolled a 2 and I have 1 for stealth (laughs) Are you sure it's a d20? Yes, I know the 20 sided die. I also know when I roll a 2. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, second roll's not as good as first. No denying that. Still oh, pretty high. Know, like, I almost was choked out. I don't have a past anymore. <laughs> like, my girlfriend's place, even though it's not been that great, it's still kind of, you know, at least she was here and now I gotta go to a new place. Like, on a subconscious level, Bromostone doesn't want to leave. He wants yeah. to get caught and stay here a little longer. As long as I'm here, I'm on the same world as my girlfriend. 
Yeah. It's a little bit of a weeping time. It's, you know, it's like American when you're going tale, off really. to college and you still have your high school girlfriend. And <laughs> <laughs> are you, you going to make it? Or are you gonna, you know, like we're both going in such different paths. It's really hard. <laughs> you feel confident you've navigated yet another group of battles. Uh, yes. Without engaging in said battles, um, which <clears throat> your journey through here so far has. You can come to one or two conclusions, I guess. Um the first conclusion well I guess it's the same conclusion. I'll rephrase that actually. Um this place seems incredibly infested with conflict <laughs> for a simple graveyard of anti magic and dead forge bodies. Guys, Pedro really wanted to kill us. <laughs> you can come up one to two conclusions. Uh one is that you guys Past a lot of things that I spend a lot of hours working on, and no. <laughs> that I hate all of you. <laughs> I just love the idea. like I guess there uh, are two the ways to interpret. The, the first way is that. Talk. The second way was that uh, I was congratulating you guys on <laughs> not dying. Yeah, five times over. Yeah. Well, I was oh. trying to paint. What uh, the picture I'm trying to paint is that this location. At first, you were worried that you would encounter something terrible in here. You, after these last about two hours, you're confident that uh, you're going up against a force. There's too much going on. Like There's all of these piles of debris that shift and kind of take notice of some kind of presence they don't ever react they don't ever notice maybe they're not responding directly to you even they're just kind of patrolling in their own way but like you haven't seen anything moving um in terms of, like you're not seeing like just like random creatures patrolling the area like everything is set up in ambush style oh so it's more yeah. like it's less that the- Everything is randomly placed. Yeah, it seems like everything's set up. Right, and you're moving closer and closer to the cave. How far away is it? It is about a half hour away, and that's when the ne- the the next uh, pass without trace fades. Can you cast it again? Uh, well, I um, I can cast it again. Boop 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 boop. That was the sound of pass without trace being cast again. <laughs> Force field activated. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you navigate for another half hour. Um, give me um, stealth and perception checks. Stealth first. Stealth and time. Ooh. Oh, okay. I got a yes. 31. And perception... I got a critical sneak. Yeah. Critical sneak? Nicely no done. My active, my active perception was, was 14. Okay. So like, I just imagine Roberto is like crawling like on the like ground. Like sneak. critical sneak. <laughs> I'm doing this as quiet as I can. 33 sneak and a 15 perception. Brummelstone? 27 sneak. Yay! And I would just use my active perception 16. All right. So three is enough. Um, You once again notice those piles of debris 
uh, they make absolutely no notice of you. You breeze right through, and you make your way to the mouth of the cave. <gasps> yes! <clears throat> um, Got Tompkins it! is especially excited, and he's looking around. He's like, he's ready to just run in. But before he does, um, there are the rumblings and kind of like grinds of uh, metal scraping. And emerging from around the sides of the cave and also on top of the cave entrance, um, they are composed of the salvaged parts of the very forge that surround you. Uh, Three creatures that walk on four scrapped-together legs approach you. Pistons drive steam throughout their crudely constructed bodies, yet moments ago they are making no sound. You can hear the grinding and scraping of gears as the creatures finish putting themselves together. They resemble wolves, but to Tin and Roberto they look more like animated skeletal beasts. Greased chains drop from their maws and begin to swing like sickly tongues as they move to attack. These creatures, just to clarify, were already out and looking straight ahead. There was nothing for you guys, because this Patch Without Trace does not make you invisible. It makes you stealthy. So I just want to be clear. I, I wasn't trying to screw you guys over there. These things were watching the area. Entrance. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Guard dogs. Are, are they between oh. us and the caverns? Yeah, like they're the basically guarding that entrance. And okay. you can see that the uh, like the weird chains coming out of their mouth are just like slathered with grease. And they're just kind of dragging along the ground, <gasps> almost moving in preparation for attack. Puppies. Uh, Tin, while uh, the universe sorts out who goes first, Tin has like already got her gun, and she—it's not a shotgun, but she pretend cocks the barrel, and it's like I can load. But it does it silently because it's the most silent gun in the world. She like cocks it. Yeah. So really, there's no noise. It's just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you just keep on doing it. Just like, come on, all right, it's silent. Just for God. Just, yeah, just, I like I'm the idea that you have to make it. You're like knocking the. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You make it with your Tim mouth. will imitate the noise. <laughs> the lawmaker. <laughs> I thought your gun doesn't make sound. Shut up. All right. So the round begins with Ertleby. Uh, so she sees um, trouble ahead, and she quickly, after giving it one last longing look, shoves the necklace on top of Brummelstone. Well, can't you just put it on him? Um, yeah, you can use your whole action to just put it on him if you'd like. I'll do that. So I'm just going to put it on him entirely. You know what you must do. Does he? Does he Mario? Does he go like... Um, yeah when you uh when you fasten when you throw the necklace over him yeah the gauntlets kind of just flush with color again and you watch as his body starts to kind of like bro back up and uh bro stone yeah (laughs) (laughs) and uh you can feel your orb kind of come back to life and the memories even though you're not looking at the orb you can feel the memories kind of impact you briefly as your orb uh reconnects with you so that was Ertlebee's turn we go to vasa okay um how many are there there are three i'm gonna um, scimitar and short sword attack just one of them let's go ahead and attack uh scimitar is that's a 13 does that hit it does 10 damage plus my three sneak attacks, 23 damage, and then I um, 
cunning maneuver myself to provide protection to stand protectively in front of Ertleby to provide mm-hmm. half cover in front of her. Yeah. yeah, so you charge forward and slash into it. Uh, you can already see, like, when it assembled itself, it's not finely built like your forged companions. These parts just kind of fly and rip right off of it as it barely holds itself together. Um, this was obviously cobbled together and looks, even to someone who's not an engineer or from COG, these things look horribly unnatural. Um, so you slash... Um, you bring your weapons to bear, and then you position yourself in front of Ertleby to give her some cover. Yeah, and I just say, Tomkins, make yourself scarce, or whatever. And he's kind of, right. And he just panics and looks around because he's staring at his shield and he can't find any strength in it. Um, Roberto? I'm going to rush forward and attack the one that Voss attacked as well. All right. I critically missed that one. Okay. <laughs> And I got a 17 plus 7 for the second for the second main hand. That hits. Fuck no, I wanna I realized I wanted to I wanted to mark I wanted to bust out my fancy new level five spell, Hunter's Mark, on one of these dags. Um But you already rolled to attack. So what though, I do right? is is I, it a reaction or a bonus uh, action or is it Oh shit, I don't I don't know these things. <laughs> I'm up. sorry. I should have written. I should have written them down. <laughs> that's that's fair. Um, <laughs> I should have made down notes all the, of like, this. The, <laughs> I wrote down. Oh, it is okay. Bonus action. There yeah. We go. So you can do that. Yeah, you can do that real quick. Or I blast an arcane bolt of energy at the thing, and it marks it secretly, and it takes something to the dog and makes it a little bit more vulnerable. And then um, I get an extra with one d six of damage on that, so I get okay. And you still need me to roll the damage? Uh, yeah, D8 plus 5. 6 damage. Yeah, you rush yes. forward and you drive your weapon into it, pull back, and it's noticed you and it starts to like slash its uh, tongue back and forth at you. Ah. Gross. Brumblestone. I want to do shatter. They have to make a constitution saving throw. And they have disadvantage if they're made of inorganic materials such as stone or metal. What do I got to pass? Uh, 14. And unfortunately, it does pass, but barely. They take half damage yeah. on a successful save. Uh, half of 18, so they take 9 thunder damage. All right, yeah. So <clears throat> you channel your spell, and then you watch as cracks race up and down the hide of the creature. Um, it looks like it weathered the storm, as it were, a bit. <laughs> I was going to, and then Rumble Stone would say, my bark is worse than my bite. Because <laughs> it's, it's a loud shattering noise. Because it's all painful. <laughs> Roberto's just shaking his head. Like, god damn it. Um, the other thing that what? you notice is that... So even though what you said was true, that it should be easier to shatter a creature of metal or stone, there's something about its construction that um, resisted your magic a little more than you were expecting. What I'm hearing is Pedro hates magic users. <laughs> <laughs> Here's an anti-magic field. Brumblestone is dead. <laughs> its turn. It is going to look at Roberto. Oh, I did hit it in the face. So I understand. <laughs> uh, what's your AC? A whopping 17. That chain that kind of functions as its tongue rises up and then whips into you for 9 damage and then nine. wraps around you and I need you to make a strength saving throw. It's no good. 
No good, Captain. <laughs> so that chain wraps around your legs, and you can feel the kind of grease kind of lather up around you, almost like a saliva, and then it pulls you off your feet and knocks you prone. Once you're down on the ground, the other two see you, and it looks like they're focused on you now, uh, as you appear to be the weakest of the group. Uh, the next one charges forward at you. It's running yeah. past um, Vasa, so you're going to get an attack if you'd like. Yes. That uses your reaction, though. So you would not be able to uh, do an uncanny dodge. Yeah, I feel good about this. I will attack. Yeah, 13 plus 7 is a 20. So right. that's a scimitar hit. That's a 6 plus 4, so 10 damage on it. So it starts running towards um, Roberto, and it doesn't look like it's going to use its tongue at all. Its tongue is like being dragged along the ground as it runs forward. And yeah, you kind of just quickly move, take a half step, and slash right into its side and tear a few pieces. But um, it pounces you, it hits, and it leaps on you and starts trying to tear pieces of you off, um, and it manages to land a bite on you for 16 damage. The next one runs by, and uh, this is running by Brummelstone, if you have any sort of melee attacks you'd like to try to use. Yeah, I'm going to hit him with my sledgehammer. Yep. Uh, 20 to hit. 20 to hit is a very solid hit. Eight. I feel like I finally hit something. Yeah, so you bring your hammer to bear, crash into it, a really solid hit, and you almost knock it like kind of off its balance a bit, but it keeps you running, and it's also going to pounce on Roberto. You watch this one jump and pounce at you, and you just move right out of the way, and its mm. jaws crash into the ground and rip dirt and grass out with it. End of round, Tin. Real quick question. I have action surge, which means it's an extra action. Is that, and then now that I have an extra action, so does that basically mean I get, I could technically get up to four attacks? Yep. Do it. Do it. That's awesome. Do it. Oh my God. Holy shit. You blast these mofos. Tin's going to aim at the one that has actually like successfully hit Roberto. I'm going to try doing the sharpshooter. Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) So that's one action that's uh, gone. Anyways. Okay. Oh, man. Now I have to do so much math. Um, uh, 19. So it's 18 damage. Girl. So, um, yeah, you pull the trigger. There's no sound. No one even possibly knew that you were uh, firing. But suddenly this bullet rips into the creature. And if it could scream, it would. Instead, it pulls back and it starts throwing its head all over, the chains dragging all over clumsily, and then it brings its attention to you. Now, would you like to use your action surge and continue firing? Yes. I think I'm going to, I think I am going to do sharpshooter. I'm going to do sharpshooter on this one, too. Okay. So it's a, it's a 10. That's a miss. Do you want to sharpshooter the second attack? Or the fourth attack, I guess? Okay. No. Really bad at this. 19. That's a hit. Uh, 11. 11 damage. All right. So, yeah. Uh, again, no sound from your gun, but you can hear the impact of the bullet as it shreds through this creature. And, again, it pulls back and it's staring. It's not staring at you. It's staring at your gun. Mm. Uh, new round, Ertleby. Ertleby sees it staring at Tin's gun. And she, like, raises an eyebrow. She's like, it seems to have an opinion on this. Um, then she takes aim and is going for the sharpshoot. Okay, so she got a two, but she's lucky. 
<laughs> She's lucky. Okay. Right. Is that again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, 21. Is it? Time to do some damage. Oh, 8 and 8 for 2d8 plus dex, which is now 20. So yeah, it recoils as there's a huge blast from your gun as well, tears into it, and it's kind of like pulling itself down. It looks if like I said, if it were like some kind of canine or wolf or dog, it would it would be kind of like cowering right now. <gasps> but it's not sure it where it wants to go. To cower it harder. Can we train it by shooting it? <laughs> <laughs> it's an animal. Speak to it, Roberto. <laughs> Roberto, speak to it. Don't don't put that idea in his head. <laughs> Download its language. Roboto speaks to it. He just needs a friend. All right, Vasa's going to try to kill this dog before Roboto tries to speak to it. It's a friend. <laughs> so right on top you're of You're leaving Erlby to go to... Well, I'm, I'll be back. I'm going to attack the one that's on top of Roboto that everybody else has been attacking because it's on top of Scimitar is uh, 16 plus 7. That's definitely a hit. 1d6. That's 5 plus 4. That's 9 plus... Three. What, what? What was I at? You already killed it, so I stopped counting. Okay, good. Yeah. So Vasa, the moment, the moment Ertle V says like, "Talk to it, Roberto." Vasa like looks at her and goes, "Not on my watch." And just like goes over there and skewers the dog like and shakes it down and points at Roberto and says, "Everyone you talk to, I will kill." So hold that sentence because as you drive your weapon into it, I need um, you to make a deck save and I need Roberto to make one as well at what? disadvantage. Oh no! Did I kill my friend? Oh, natural 20 nice. plus 4, 24. Critical deck save. Both of you? Uh, no, I got 17, sorry. You watch as something inside of it starts to kind of churn and there's some fire that starts to rip out of it and suddenly it just there's an explosion um, and you both were able to kind of roll out of the way successfully so you only took six damage from it um, and anyone that would like to could make an intelligence check right now the moment at the split second that the dog came apart Vasa like leaped up and her foot planted down against the steel plate that was coming at her and she propelled backwards in a 360 flip to safety she rode she rode the explosion to safety I was critically intelligent I got a 14 yeah anyone who got a 14 or above 10 does not qualify for this role unfortunately um, Am I not Earth? smart enough? Uh, I yeah, see. yeah. No, it's not that. Um, Ertleby <laughs> you, and... You weren't there. <laughs> yeah, so Ertleby, what'd you get, Vasa? I got a 15 investigation. Okay. You both recognize this explosion immediately. Yeah. Those <gasps> fucking dwarves. Thanks for listening to episode 53, Beard and Brawn. A big thanks to all of our Patreon supporters for making this and every episode possible. If you'd like to get your hands on exclusive episodes, 
early access, and more, check us out at patreon.com worldwalkers. The music from this episode comes from Kevin McLeod. You can find his work at incombatech.com. The sound effects come from Sirenscape, which you can find at sirenscape.com. It was the same kind of explosion that went off. Oh, Jesus Christ. The door of Faith the Forged. The door of Faith the Forged. So, uh, Tin. Wait. Were you actually there? Yes. She wasn't there. She was in the prison. She was in the prison. Yeah, but like, in the fisticuff battle of her life. Yeah, she was she was moving <laughs> five feet in one direction and then five feet in another. Yeah, that yeah. was a pretty epic battle. It was a difficult relationship for her to leave. Mm-hmm. There was definitely some yo-yoing. She was she was taking two steps forwards and, and two, two steps, steps back. back. <laughs> but they Come came together, together because opposite tracks. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the way, at this point, Ertl B is walking on her own, right? Like, we're no longer carrying Ertl B. Yeah. <laughs> she, like, yes. she slides silently down Brumblestone's back. Like, she's, like, hugging him like this, trying to stay on. And then she just, like, <laughs> keeps that's, sliding. That's the noises he's actually making are choking sounds. I <laughs> 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 uh, like, like this visual of, like, Ertl B decides to slide down him like a pole. And she kind of goes, like, just like a half-quarter turn and butt plops on the ground. Like, <laughs> that's exactly <"Bloop."> right. <laughs> Uh, about a month ago, you asked me to correct you if you said arcane instead of nature again. <laughs> because you didn't want that showing up on the podcast. It's nature damage. You heard it in the I, podcast I, I, and a, you were like, man, I gotta stop saying that. Can you tell me next time? So, I'm not trying <laughs> to. I, no, thank you. I appreciate okay. that. Okay. So, I naturally mark I feel like we're walking through minefield right now, and it's like one of those where it's just like everything is like, and we're just like, one here, eight here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, it's minesweeper. Seven here. We're playing minesweeper. The- <laughs> I just wonder how like furious Pedro would be if we just like snuck off of Cog. We're just. I don't. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. I mean, I lo- you guys are walking past a fuck ton of experience. Fine by me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's, it all works out either way. Either we yeah. live to experience another that, yeah, day. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you ever hear of too much of a good thing? It's a, it sounds like <laughs> too much of a good thing. I can talk to plants, and I can I can meld into stone. What? Well, I can just meld into stone. I can call lightning. I can make daylight appear. I can walk on water. Uh. Uh. So at level five, you become Jesus. Is that the yeah? Thing? Apparently, <laughs> I can. She's ascended. I, I can, can breathe I can underwater. I can make really it great aqua Jesus. I'm aqua Jesus. Should have gone for the butt. <laughs> no. Signature. No, you gotta wait for the signature move. That's how these wrestling That's matches true. go. That's true. Save gotta, the signature move. You, you can't just you lead. Can't, yeah. You can't just lead with this with the stun. How greasy is this dog? Oh, <laughs> it is so greasy. It tastes like McDonald's. Um. Yeah, Brumblestone takes off his shirt and is ready to wrestle it like a pig. Oh my and god! <laughs> 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 just to be clear, this is beefy, like beefy Brumblestone. Yes. 
Oh, man. Bromo stone. Oh. Bromo stone. <laughs> Just like back on the farm.